And welcome to the Producer Podcast. My name is Kevin Kister, and making his inaugural debut on the show, Colin Zanker. Welcome to the show, my dude. Hey, thank you, Kevin. I'm glad to be here. You know, like it's taking a minute, but we're here. You know, and we, I'm happy. A lot of things had to go on behind the scenes, but we got everything straightened out. We got you on the show, and you're going to be on. You're actually coming out. Uh, What's today? Tuesday. You got another episode coming out Thursday hey, with Kamaje. We'll get you in twice this week. So, um, but tell everyone kind of what you do here at the station, real quick, just briefly. I mean, you're you're kind of our fill-in guy. If if people are sick or can't come in, you're kind of that next man up because you've been so flexible with your schedule. Yeah, a bit of you know a jack of all trades, I guess you would say. Whether it be able to run some of the daytime shows, nighttime programming games Swiss live Army knife. reports for du hockey a there little bit of everything and that just comes with uh wanting to really immerse myself in you know the sports industry sports radio and loving the aspect of working in radio it's hey, always been a passion in, of mine in, and this, so. in this business man you got to be a swiss army knife you got to be able to do everything and you manage a baseball team on the side. Is this correct? Yeah. Yeah. So the Denver Browns baseball organization, Denver I'm Browns. The, the assistant GM and oh, oh. you know, I got a business card. I mean, it's pretty sweet. I might have a highlight reel or two from my old playing days from, can you still swing a bat? I could swing. I don't know if I'll make contact. Okay. I could, I could play. I, um, they used to call me the Tulowitzki of my generation. Always injured. Okay, see, <laughs> first, we're not, we're not even well, two minutes in and you're taking shots. At too low. At too low. Gosh, that was my guy. That was my guy. Yeah, he was good. Oh, you don't like him either. No, uh, no. Well, I also, I mean, I, 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 grew, see, I, I see where this I is going. I grew up with the original Rockies and you had you had Eric Young Jr. and Walt Weiss and you had all the, you know. <laughs> The, those are still there. Yeah. Those are guys who uh-huh. played every day and yeah. played hard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're gonna take those guys over Tulo? No. They played on Sundays, didn't they? Well, so did Tulo. No, he didn't. Ibaldo e- e- didn't <laughs> that one year. <laughs> <laughs> that one year. Remember that one year the Rockies could not win a Sunday game. Yeah, I know. And it was because they rested all their starters on Sunday. Oh, it was. It was it and was... I went to all of them because they were bobblehead giveaways. There you go. There I went. Go. I got the bobbleheads, filled up my bags, and I left. I, after a I few went innings. in one day. It was too low bobblehead day. I bought a rock pile ticket, walked in, got my bobblehead, walked right out. <laughs> yep. I was like, I ain't going to watch the game. I got to come to work. You weren't the only one. Yeah. It, you know, it was a great promotion. They I sold tickets. Spent like $4 for a rock yep. for a bobblehead. <laughs> anyway, enough with the stupid Rockies because I'm. I don't want to talk about him anymore. I, I just like to talk about Tulo. That's the only Rocky I like to talk we, about. We can get into the Rockies as once the season one, comes. Once it April is, comes, opening is, day, we'll make our prediction of how far out from the playoffs they will be. It is 30 days till pitchers and catchers are yeah, no, no one cares yet. Yep. Uh, but what people do care about <laughs> was the NFL playoffs from this past weekend. And there were some big games, dude. I know Zach went on air and he was like, man, there's going to be a lot of blowouts. Yeah. And I was like, well, I could see that. And then, I mean, because who would have thought these backup quarterbacks are going to have an, a, a solid impact in these games? Three. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. But let's start with this, the Seahawks and 49ers. This game scared me a little bit, but Brock Purdy continues to play like Brock Purdy, looking like a Hall of Famer, and the 49ers go out there and have hes- have no hesitation and destroy the Seahawks 41-23. You know, what What this was was a DK Metcalf taking over the game in the first half and blowing up 
I totally forgot they had him. And then the second half, Geno Smith forgot they had him too. Yeah. They they just stopped. And they were up 17, 16 and a half. And it's like, what are you doing with what's working? Kenneth well, Walker stopped. They stopped running the ball. They stopped doing everything that worked. And they let San Francisco take control. Speaking of the first half, remember they, how many seconds they had? Like 13, 20 seconds, something like that? It wasn't much. It was less than 30 seconds. And Geno Smith steps out of the pocket, takes off running, and gets down to like midfield, right? And that stupid safety takes about takes his head off for no reason. I think it was Ward. No, yeah, no, yeah, nothing good at all. No, Penalty, no 15 yeah. more yards, put him in field goal range, and they take a one-point lead going into half. How dumb of a play can that be? The problem is that, you know, not only did it get that penalty and they go into half, but they didn't keep that, that Seattle didn't keep the momentum. Exactly. That, that's, that's where they had their opportunity. Because you have Jason Myers, that was what fifty-three yard field goal that he hit there. I want to say it was fifty know. plus. Yeah, and it, you get that momentum, and yeah, it's a stupid play, but the Seahawks didn't capitalize on it. You have to, and that's what that's what I have an issue with this game because it ended up really being a blowout for the Forty ers Yeah, because the Seahawks lost their chance, and blame whatever you want. You can blame halftime from stopping their momentum, but. As an organization, Pete Carroll has to get those guys to stay on that level through halftime. Not the easiest job in the world, but you're also a head coach of an NFL franchise, so you have to do that. Can the 49ers win a Super Bowl with with Brock Purdy at quarterback? Can they this year? No. I think I think there are some years where they would have an opportunity with the everything surrounding. You Brock think Purdy. the NFC is just you think the NFC is just too strong? I know we'll get into it, but Dallas had a moment in that game against Tampa Bay that I think changed their fortunes for this postseason and okay. their outlook. But Philadelphia getting Jalen Hurts back fully healthy and Dallas right now, I don't, I don't think that they have a chance against either of those teams with Brock Purdy. They have tools, but it's going to be it, – it's a tough you sell. Know, you know what I thought of? When, because you know, I mean, we see these flashes from these quarterbacks all the time. If you're to put a, a trillion dollars down, all the money in the world down, the chances of this guy actually working out in the NFL, one in a trillion, probably. You know, yeah. you're probably you're not going to put your money on him working out. No. But then you go back and they they flashed a graphic, and it was I think passer rating through the first six games of his career, something weird like that. Mm-hmm. And next thing I know, it was him and Kurt Warner and I think Patrick Mahomes. Okay. And I sat there. I said, well, wait a minute. Actually, we've kind of – we might have – this might actually be one of those quarterbacks that works out. No one knew if Kurt Warner was going to work out, and sure enough, he did. Dick Vermeil did, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Could Brock Purdy – I don't want to say Tom Brady because that's always the anomaly, but can you see Brock Purdy saying, he is going to be Kurt Warner. So he'll he'll make it far enough. Uh, he'll win a championship and then kind of be good enough. Have a Hall of teams. Fame career. You know, he, Kurt Warner was surrounded by a lot of talent, which Brock Purdy is also. Yep. I mean that the the defense for San Francisco, I think they're really good, but their offense is just kind of getting unlocked. Yeah. With what they really have there and the type of playmakers they have. Unfortunately, the thing is with these 49ers that you do have to look at too is their injury situation. It's not if, it's more like 
when is when are one of these guys going to get hurt? Whether it's Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, right. McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell is back, and how much is that going to mess with what their game plan? Okay, Kyle Shanahan. Remember, they lost. He was part of that Super Bowl losing team that was twenty eight to three that didn't make the right adjustments. Right. Can he go in with a game plan? Has he really learned from that and going to be able to adjust? If they lose one of those guys coming up, will Brock Purdy be able to adjust? I don't know if a rookie at can what, do that. Yeah, at what point is Brock Purdy going to carry the team? Yeah. Through the playoffs, you we'll need see. a moment from your quarterback. Typically, you need a moment. There, they, You can point out some examples here and there. But you need one moment from your quarterback in the playoffs to lead your team to a Super Bowl. They need to be able to make that big throw. And Purdy's hit some good throws, but he's also missed some great opportunities too. Well, one quarterback that had some bad throws – that he wishes he had back, but ended up making the big throws was Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars later that Saturday night taking down the L.A. Chargers. I mean, this is one of those games where, remember every, when it was a 33 nothing. Oh, in the earlier, from the Vikings? Yeah. <laughs> and he, everyone turned around and wanted to bet on them, like at halftime, just for the heck of it. That same feeling, I think, hit a lot of people in this game. Yeah. Going down 24 nothing, you know, was it 20, 27? 27. Nothing, and then it was 27 7. Okay, 27 nothing. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of thinking, no, there's no way the Jaguars are going to pull this. this one. There's just no way. They're, they're showing no flashes. And they scored before the half, which was huge. Okay. I got to get your thoughts on this game, though. First and foremost, so the first thing you mentioned with Brock Purdy, if you had a trillion dollars, would you lay your money down? You know, after last year with a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, you would have said no, you wouldn't have put that money on Trevor Lawrence developing into what he has. And that is a very strong willed, strong mentally type of quarterback because at one point in this game, he had more completions to Asante Samuel, who is a quarter, quarterback yeah, yeah. for the Chargers yeah. than he did his own team. And wide receivers that to overcome that, you know, plus one more turnover to come back in the second half is a development for the Jaguars. They have to be excited to see if the Jaguars had decided to play in the first half, this game would have been much, much different, but that is, that is something that I didn't see coming. And that comeback, you don't expect it, but I did expect the chargers to give something up and for it to be a closer game than that. I did not expect how did the end. How did you feel about Trevor Lawrence before the playoffs? He's making steps. I, he's, no, making he's not. Steps. He's not there. He is not there yet. He is not a completed, finished quarterback. The things that happened to him last year, I think, put a serious, um, you know, was a step back from where his trend was going. Because all the hype since he was he was in college and heck, in even high in high school. Yeah was that he's the next generation. He's mm-hmm. the next Peyton Manning, the next John Elway, the next Andrew Luck. And I will admit, his rookie year, rookie year. Yeah. Everyone has bad rookie years. I mean, Peyton Manning had 28 interceptions. Yeah. Actually, 18 of them were not his fault. So I went back and watched them all. So he really – or 10 of them were not his fault. So I was he like, really uh, had 18. Math? <laughs> um, well, when your receivers can't catch the ball and it goes through their hands, it's not your fault. Um, on the other hand, Trevor Lawrence, as a rookie, I was like, okay, rookie, I'm waiting for that one big play, that one big game. 
even this year, we watched the Broncos go up, go out to London yeah. with them and beat them. And it's just like, well, what the? And I really started wondering, like, is Trevor Lawrence going to be a bust? Because I really <laughs> hope not, because I really like him. And he went out and did this performance against the Chargers where he, where he bounced back and he never let the game get away. And two, props to Doug Peterson for not making a quarterback yep. change. Because how many quarterbacks or head coaches in this, in this league – Make that stupid mistake of, oh, we're gonna go to the, we're gonna go to the backup, for no reason. That court, that backup's not gonna give you that spark. It never happens. No. I mean, unless it's Gardner Minshew. Unless it's freaking Gardner Minshew. <laughs> but in this situation, Doug Peterson did the right thing. But then you also watch on the sideline after plays. I'm watching Trevor Lawrence grab guys, dissect plays. Hey guys, this is what we got to do here. We got to keep going. There was never any hesitation, and I love that about Trevor. Yeah. And I was like, this this team, a lot of people were wondering if this team could do something in the playoffs, be the last year's Bengals. Yeah, unfortunately, they have to play the Chiefs uh, this coming week. So could yeah. they be? No. But what I do have to say is really watch out for next year. The one thing that many people have forgotten about is that earlier in the year, the Jaguars traded for one Calvin Ridley. Who's going to be added to this I roster about of Calvin. weapons for Trevor Lawrence? Not only is Travis Etienne coming into his own, and I think he's fully back from his injury last year. Oh, yeah. But you have Christian Kirk, who he got paid, and you can argue that he is or isn't a number one receiver. The bottom line is that Calvin Ridley is a number one wide receiver if he wants to play. If he's through his issues and comes in there, that offense is going to be so wide open. We talked about, you know, offenses like Kansas City, Buffalo, get ready for Jacksonville's offense to be that good, if not better. Okay. I I like it. I like it. Well, you mentioned Buffalo. Yes. Oh, boy. Man, do they have – I mean, we're all expecting the the Buffalo Bills to just destroy the Miami Dolphins with uh, – oh, my gosh. I'm blanking Skyler. On, Skyler Thompson. And this is a game where I'm like – he ain't no Brock Purdy. He's no Brock Purdy. <laughs> this is this is going to be one of those Buffalo Bills blowouts, 34-10. You know, just get it out of the way. Let's coast. Don't play your starters last five, six minutes of the game. That was, it started that way, but it didn't tr- turn out that way. No. That, I believe Buffalo needed that, honestly. They needed a little scare. They, they need a little, uh, they need to have a little uh, laundry issue happen you know like oh oh crap what's what's going on here this ain't right this is no we're gonna coast into the afc championship and we had to play the chiefs type yeah thing. this is this is not you can't get through this is the playoffs we we've seen in past years we saw an under 500 team in the seahawks win a playoff game you realize that these guys in the playoffs it doesn't matter what you did the last 17 weeks it's brand new it's brand new Anything Playoffs can happen. Are different. It could be Skylar Thompson. It could be Brock Purdy. It could be Tim Tebow. Have, and you can win a game with any of these guys if you're not ready to play that team. Have you ever been to a playoff game? No. Have you been yes. to an NFL playoff game? No, not NFL. Okay. Have you been to a baseball playoff yes. game? Yes. Okay. I've been to every other sports, uh, main sport playoff except game, for, including soccer. Except, yeah, except for, for NFL. Oh, we don't care about soccer. It's a soccer. whole lot of money. We don't care about soccer. I, uh, I said every other major and then soccer. And, and, okay, I'll, I'll take that. Um, 
every every I just squirreled you, didn't every, I? A little bit. <laughs> every NFL playoff game is like a Rockies playoff game. You've been to those. Yep. You know that every pitch matters. Not often. Yeah, not often, but you have been. Yes. And when they're you're when you're in a playoff game, the atmosphere just kicks in. It's a lot different. And every pitch in baseball matters. Yes. It's like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The crowd is all into it again. Mm-hmm. You know, and everyone's just focused. The players are playing at another level. They're playing even harder. And when I was watching this game, it was like uh Buffalo. You got to pay attention because now every throw matters. Yeah. And this is one of those games where Miami's got to play perfect. They they forced turnovers. They scored defensively. They they made plays. You got to take advantage of those plays. And then, you know, Josh Allen is like, dude, half the time, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you're not the same guys last year. Well, and, and that's that's the thing. You know, you got to make plays. Them going up early just seems so easy that you could tell us a piece of Josh Allen was just like, oh, okay, we got this one. Yeah. It seemed like the other guys just felt like it was going to come their way. It was deserved and already. Then, Not that they had to earn it, that they deserved that victory. Do you feel like in the second half of that game, they kind of played a little scared? Like, I oh, think, crap, there is a chance we could lose this game. There, there was a part of that kind of like I said earlier, but I think, honestly, McDermott called kind of a scared game. Okay. I know Zach was freaking out. Uh, well, Our yeah, very I, old Zach By was uh, panicking. Yeah, but he, you know, NSFW stuff going on over yeah. there for Zach. <laughs> but you know, I will say too, you know, Zach has been, you know, be, being able to produce his show, so I get the Buffalo Bills perspective consistently. And uh, you know, he has been saying like these Bills scare the crap out of me because they're McDermott's not coaching right, Josh Allen's not playing like himself. You know, the run game is not there. Von Miller's out. The run game's never been there. It, it hasn't. And it, it should have been this year, and it still wasn't. Whatever. I, I, man, the Bills. I want to cheer for them so hard. And, in fact, I have them getting the Super Bowl because Me they have too. a top five offense and <laughs> top five defense. But, but you're not confident in it, right? But n- now, after you talk like, about it, you don't feel confident. Like, oh, did they, who are they going to lose? It's more like, who are they going to lose to than... Who are they going to beat? I think so. They play the Bengals. Yeah. We'll get we'll get to the Bengals in a second. They play the Bengals this week. Uh, I think the Bengals are a tougher opponent for Buffalo than Kansas City because yeah. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because their mind the mindset is it's kind of like when the Broncos would be in the playoffs and they play the Patriots. Yeah, the Super Bowl was really the Patriots. If you beat the Patriots. You're you're gonna you're fine. You're fine in the NFC. You don't have to worry about the Panthers, right? We thought that about the freaking Seahawks, but that wasn't the case. Oh well, yeah. But it, it's kind of that once you get past that one team, then you can kind of breathe. I think the Bengals are that team that's in their way, sitting there like, oh my gosh, like they got Joe Burrow, they got Joe Mixon, they got you know Jamar Chase. They can score. We could see it. If they were to beat them and get to the Chiefs, it's like this is revenge, and we're going to knock the crap out of you guys. Like it's game on. Well, the problem is that the Bills are the older brother. The Bills are the younger brother. They're the uh, they're the young team. They're the guy. I mean, they're the guys who come in with the swagger and everything. The Bills are more business like, older brother. Like, all right, we know what to do. We know how to do this. We've been here. 
like stop. You know, we'll act like we've been here. It's even though the Bengals have, but it's, it's just that kind of dynamic because yeah. you got a Stephon Diggs who spent a bunch of time in Minnesota, comes over to Buffalo, really gets. Not that he wasn't good in Minnesota, but a whole brand new life and lease on life in the NFL right. because of Josh Allen. They they just they they kind of act more. I don't want to say mature, but it, it's like okay, we've been here, right? And they just kind of take it. It's not too high. It's not too low. It kind of stays to seem even, which can be dangerous because that sense of urgency, like I said, it felt like it lacked a little bit in this game for the Buffalo Bills, right? They're going to need that coming out of the gate this weekend or else they'll find themselves quickly behind. The they Bengals. better play like the Bills of last year. Yeah. And, and and get things rolling. Well, since we're talking about the Bengals, let's go straight to that game. Bengals hold off the Lamar Jacksonless Ravens, uh, where, again, I figured this was going to be one of those blowout games. Should have been. Jo- jo- uh, uh, Joe Burrow is going to throw for – 275 to 300 yards. He's going to have that four touchdown gauge. Mar Chase has 100 yards. You know, it's just one of those, hey, we cruised. We got past the backup quarterback with Baltimore. Like, this is an easy win. And that wasn't the case. For some reason, Baltimore, for Joe Burrow, Baltimore is a bit of yeah, kryptonite. kryptonite. He, he only throws for about 220 yards on average against Baltimore. That's not good enough. No, it isn't. And I, I don't know why Baltimore, even even with whether it be injuries or guys out, you know, they're just they're not as good or as talented right. as as the as the Bengals are. But Baltimore puts up a fight and they're just kind of that team for him they that he play can't you get tough. through it. Yeah. They play you tough. And so yeah, you, this was it wasn't a pretty game. But it was the best game because of how close it really was till the end. Were you expecting a blowout as well? I was. I was expecting it to be right about where it was. I, I more closer to ten, not really right at seven. Right. Um, but you know when we when I was talking to some of my friends and you know some places thought that the Bengals would win by seven, and I, I was like, that's about right. That felt right. But I expected more of a blowout in a way that, or they're winning by seven. By letting the Ravens score at the end. By letting garbage them, time points. Just okay, it doesn't matter. Uh, they got this one. Maybe they get a fluky play here or there at the end that gets yeah. it closer to seven, but it's still out of reach. You know, it's one of those seven point games, but still out of reach. I mean, you know what, man? I think the more we talk about the Bengals, it might be a really a three team race for the a- AFC. It is between the Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Bills. Flip a coin, man. But you know, you know why I take the Bengals out though is you can't trust their kicker this year, McPherson. No, you can't. He's he you last can, year. You trusted him last year as a rookie. <laughs> yeah, but he's missed field goals this year. He's missed in the playoffs. He he hasn't been the same guy since last year. So I'm telling you, if it comes down to clutch time, give me Harrison Bucker or um, Tyler Bass. Either of those two guys to okay. make one of those field goals over McPherson last year. This time I would not have said that. Yeah, but this he was year, money. this year I'm telling you. If it comes down to one of those plays, I am not trusting McPherson to hit that field goal and tell his team we're going to the Super Bowl like he did last year. I, I don't see that happening. I, I feel it's a lot more likely that he mahers it than he. Okay. Well, hey, he had a better year than Brandon McManus. Well, you know, unfortunately, that's not the hardest thing to say. I mean, you, missed, you missed 10 kicks. There's, there's plenty year. of others who uh, yeah. Mick made it more than him. I, mean, Mick, I know McManus is listening. I, I know I he, Brandon. I, yeah, I know he listens to our uh, podcast. 
Uh, <laughs> he's, he's probably true. he's probably throwing his phone across the room right now when he hears my voice. But the New York Giants travel to Minnesota. Another game. I didn't know where how this game was going to go. This was one where I think a lot of people really wanted or thought New York was going to win. I kind of had this feeling. It was like, yeah, but because Minnesota has been struggling lately. Yeah. They were off to that hot start and it just kind of fell apart. But now I was like, you know what? No, the better quarterback's going to win. The better team's going to win. I don't know if I was right or wrong. Well, I, I know I'm like the better quarterback <laughs> win when all the lights are on because then it's definitely Daniel Jones. I, so unless he's running free I'll down, down the field, I was right. <laughs> I was talking about the Vikings, but I'll take the credit that I was right. What a game it was! I mean, by the way, Saquon Barkley. Fine. I'm so glad we get to see him healthy yes. all year and see his full potential because he is exactly what we all hoped for and wanted to see, and he's playing like that. Yes. Amazing job. And and last last year you saw what happened to that Giants team without like at least what he was in that bad situation. He just wasn't himself. This year he came back and you can tell that that has changed this team. Oh yeah. Because this is a team that don't forget they got rid of their top two wide wide receivers. I mean, okay, bye guys. They're paying Kenny Galladay a whole lot of money to go play his saxophone on the sideline, all right? Yeah. yeah. They got rid of these guys. Kadarius Tony is in KC. And now they got Richie James catching first downs. Darius, Darius Slayton almost had a huge drop in that game. But Darius Slayton stepping up, that's what Saquon brought to the team is an ability for those wide receivers to get open because they have to respect that run so much that oh, he's yeah. come back that it's one of those, we could put anybody in here, just catch the ball, you're going to be open. And Daniel Jones might have just played himself into a new contract. He just got paid. Oh, when he got drafted, it was at five or, or seven. What? Whenever oh, the Giants man. moved up, it was early. Three. It wasn't. I don't think it was. It, it I was don't know. Early. It was early. But everyone looked around like, and it was like, who is Daniel Jones? And then there were two years of, oh, that's a bad pick. Oh, that's bad. You know who was on the Daniel Jones high horse back then? Uh, no. Me. So I was I was a Daniel so Jones you guy. You were quiet for about three years. I, yeah, I didn't Daniel say nothing for about two years. Now, now you came out of the woodworks. <laughs> told y'all I was right. I was right. <laughs> Same thing with the best quarterback on Sunday. Yeah. So I, I mean, uh, yeah. No, I, I, in, in all honesty, I did think Minnesota was going to end up winning the game before the. I mean, before kickoff, I, I had Minnesota winning. They choked again. See, and I had the Giants simply for the fact that, you know, Chargers are going to Charger, Vikings are going to Viking, and I just Maybe I don't sh- believe in that. I just don't believe in those guys. Kirk Cousins is good in a moment. He has a moment, but that, that moment for him is so fleeting and well, so yeah. few and far between. What are you doing throwing on fourth down? You throw five yards short of the sticks. Seven yards short of the sticks. What Terrible. are you doing? It doesn't and, and to a tight end. It's not even like you, you, TJ yeah. Hawkinson is great, but you have to throw it to a game breaker. At least throw it to Justin Jefferson going need, across the middle. I need someone that's going to break a tackle. Yeah, I mean, because even if Hawkinson breaks that tackle, you got other guys coming up that are faster than him that are going to hit him. And after the game, Kirk Cousins came out and explained, "Hey, I this year I had a lot of su- success on those situations throwing under the sticks." 
no, you're not supposed to. And he goes, I made my first read. It was to Justin Jefferson. You know, I, I it was a coverage that we were kind of ready for, but I didn't want to risk it. I felt pressure, knew how to get rid of the ball. I get it. Find Adam Thielen. I can guarantee you Thielen was at the sticks. Force it. I would rather you force it to Justin Jefferson in that scenario yes. than throw it five yards short of the sticks to a tight end that's covered. No doubt about it. And Kevin O'Connell, mate, what's your best third down and 10 play in your game plan? What is the best play in your playbook? And that's what you ran? Yeah. One, one guy on. short. Yeah. Come on. It's, you, that, that's bad coaching, bad play call, bad quarterback play all around. Bad well, loss. and it's bad recognition by Cousins, though, just to make that to have to for him to go there to and think that that that's your best option at that point because it's work. This is this is do or die, win or go home, and like you said, you choose that. That's why, like I say, Cousins has his games, but don't plan on this. Is a team that w- the reason why they're in the playoffs in the position they're in is because they won all their one score games. Yeah. That's the reason why. Yeah, you it, take that on the flip side when they lose to the Green Bay Packers, like they did. Like there's just it's 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 not a it's too much of a roller coaster. Yes. Final game of Walk Hard Weekend. Oh man, I was jumping in joy. Yep. Me and Skip Bayless, I guess. I guess I could say me, me and Skip Bayless. Do I want to be in the same so, sentence? Or, I don't so know. Are you jumping or skipping? Ooh, good call. Bravo. You I know? like that. I like that. Yeah, That's yes. a point. On the imaginary scoreboard. But the Cowboys, Buccaneers, the Cowboys just flat out destroyed uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah. I told people all freaking week, me and my dad watched the game. He hates the Cowboys. So I like to cheer for the Cowboys just out of spite. <laughs> oh, okay. And I like to cheer against Tom Brady. I told everyone Dallas is going to win this game. Dallas is going to beat up on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. First off, before we begin the game, and we got a few minutes left on the show. Tampa Bay should not have been in the playoffs. I, that, that, I mean, that's a story for another day. Because the Detroit Lions had a better record. Forget this whoever wins the division crap. Put your seven best records in because guess what? Detroit's having a better game than Tampa Bay's putting up last night. You, you got, But you have to have a reward for winning your division. I'm okay. sorry. No, I'm sorry. I no, know you don't care. No, I know you no. don't care. But you have you have to have something because uh-uh. you face those teams the most. Who and so cares? Get rid of divisions have, then. Well, then if you get rid of divisions, sure, then put the best record in. I agree. <laughs> but you have divisions for a reason. It's stupid. So, so if they get rid of divisions, I agree. But as it's set and you have a division, you got to win your division and you got to get rewarded for ne- it. Next, next podcast. Fine. I'll keep telling you why you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Next podcast, we will discuss that. Okay. Because that's a big conversation. And it I, is. I haven't really been able to debate it with anyone. I'm more than happy. I'll have to some, have yes. some pushback. And then we could turn it into college football playoff, too. Um, the Cowboys, were, were you shocked by this game at all? Uh, I was shocked by how much the Cowboys won. Not that they won, because I also chose the Cowboys. Okay. Good. You're I smart. was very confident in it. And the the one thing that made me the most confident is. You could tell there was a mental shift for the Cowboys. Once Curse intercepted that ball in the end zone from Tom Brady, yeah. they were done. That was it. Yeah. Because no longer is this big, bad Brady beating up on the Cowboys. This guy is vulnerable. This guy can get got. And they started to work and stop Brady everywhere he went. They had a level of confidence that was unmatched for the rest of that game that we haven't seen from this Cowboys team in a few weeks. Yeah. 
I mean, they look good. Yeah. They look good. Dan Quinn, potential Broncos head coach, look, looked really good on defense last night calling that game. Again, Dan Quinn's got a lot of really good players on that defense. He does. I mean, it's not just him. It's There's a lot of good talent on that defense. The conversation for a different day. Tom Brady's done, dude. Tom Brady, done? he needs to walk away. Well, I mean, I agree. But he's not done. He's going to, I think, he he said it earlier. I didn't lose my family for this. Yeah. Someone is going to offer him exactly what he wanted in Miami. And it's not going to be Miami this year. But what he was going to get where, in Miami. Where do you think he ends up? Because I, I think it, we both think he's going to play next year. Yeah. You know, it, it's Vegas obviously has to be the odds on favorite. Yeah. Especially with McDaniels there. It makes the most sense. I thought he was going to go there before Tampa. Well, and wasn't that, you know, wasn't that kind of who he was talking about when? I thought so. When he was like, oh, they're going to go with this blankety blank again? I mean, I thought he was going to go there because there was reports came out that he had bought property in Las Vegas. But, yeah, that's right. I do remember that. Him and Gronk actually both had and then, bought. Yeah. yeah. Dana Wyatt, out of all people, yeah, who have lost a lot right. of respect for lately, he went out and it was kind of breaking news. Yeah. I remember <laughs> that. I was like, how is this guy breaking NFL news? Yeah, like, what is going yeah. on here? I, I think I think Las Vegas makes a lot of, uh, a lot of sense. Stokely today said uh, the New York Jets. I don't know if no. he wants to play New England no. twice a year. I don't think he wants to. You know, I, I guess I should say, if it's not Vegas, I think he's done. I think that, mm. that it's got to be a re, like being reunited with someone like Josh McDaniels. It would be that or San Francisco, but it's not going to be San Francisco. We've already no. gone through the reasons yeah. why San Here. Francisco won't, won't bring in Brady. There's too much going for this team to uh, sacrifice it for a one-year chance. Yeah, no, I would I would rather have San Francisco back to go go back to Garoppolo yes. than back to Brady because Garoppolo can manage that offense. Yeah. Brady, I think, hurts the team even more. Yeah. And it, look, Father Time, it's caught up. Yep. It's not Peyton Manning bad in the final year where he Peyton Manning just lost his arm. Yeah. That's all it was. His oh. arm was just a noodle. He couldn't I mean, he knew where to go, but he couldn't get it there. Yeah. I mean, dude, I watched I mean, I was at that Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50, watching him warm up, and I just, I'll just never forget sitting there like, it's done. Yeah. Like, no matter what, this is his last game. He cannot go into next next season because this arm is done. You know, and, I, and it was sad to see. I said the, I said the same thing when I, I was at the KC game where he broke mm, the record and yeah. ended up having Brock going in the second and half. He was, hurt that, he was hurt going into that game. Yeah, uh, but I was sitting there. I saw that pass. I was just like. I don't know how that worked out because it shouldn't have. But Brady on that same same edge, he he's a very smart, he's a very good football player. You're right. But there is something to be said that if he goes to Vegas, McDaniel's offensive mind, he can get one more year out of him if McDaniel's doesn't alienate the rest of the organization I'll doing say, it. I'll say this. But not not a bold prediction. I think it's just a prediction. On today, January 17th, 2023, a year from now, Tom Brady will likely be out of the NFL. And I think Tom Brady going to Vegas sets that franchise back. Mm. Just mm. because it's going to be bad play. You're not you're not making the playoffs. You don't think? 
you think Vegas is going to make the playoffs over the Chargers, the Chiefs, if, depending on who the I, Broncos I, get as a head coach? I mean, you they're know, not. Honestly, I think they're going to set it back. Well, honestly, it, it is still early, but I see the Chargers having a sharp decline this next okay. year. And I, I think that they legitimately could be the worst team in the division, well, possibly fighting and, the Broncos. But if, if a Brady does go there, it, it's at reunited. Devontae Adams has shown he can play really well with a veteran quarterback, yeah. just like he did in Aaron Rodgers. And they're different quarterbacks, but still, Brady knows the guy he needs to throw to. And Devontae Adams is the type of talent that is – Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are good, but Devontae Adams is different. Fair. You go, Brady struggles. They miss the playoffs. He has to, he's got to retire. You're firing McDaniels then. You just set your franchise back two years because this is the year if you need a quarterback in the draft, this is the year to go get one. Yeah. It's not going to work out. Raiders are going to be stuck picking what 12th, in 15th, the middle, yeah. right in the middle. It's quite frankly, I hope he goes there because it hurts the Raiders. It's a bad move if you're uh, I mean, Mike. Or Mark Davis. Yeah, and if the Raiders were smart and were to get Brady, you do still draft that quarterback because and Brady True. has to recognize True. True. that this is it for him, True. and he's going to have someone behind him because they need someone ready. It's not that they're getting someone to replace you this year, but they need to get someone this Good year call. for the future. You're right. So, like I said, that's why a lot of this depends on what's happening, but Brady hasn't missed multiple games or anything like that. He just he doesn't get hurt. Right. And so he'll be available at what capacity? I think that that's you know yet to be seen. But Vegas, Vegas or retire is where that's going. I'm not going to argue there. I'm not going to argue with you there. We're running out of time, real quick, because we won't talk. To, I won't be able to talk to you until potentially after a head coach is hired for the Broncos. Who's your guy, real quick? Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris is the. Is that who you think the Broncos pick? No. Who do you think they pick? I think they go all in for Sean Payton, and it's a mistake. You think they get Sean Payton, you want Raheem Morris? Yes. I think it's Sean Payton. I want them to get Sean Payton. I think he's the guy. No insight. It's too much. I'm scared. He goes to Carolina. Then it's Dan Quinn, if Dan Quinn wants the job. I think it's Sean Payton. I want Sean Payton. Let's hope for Sean Payton. <laughs> you hope for Sean Payton. <laughs> then there's then there's three Paytons in this town. Oh, oh my gosh! Not I don't one, know if we can handle more Paytons. That is <laughs> one, two, three. I don't know which one is going to have the the biggest effect on the team, but uh, that is going to do it for us here on the producer podcast. My name is Kevin Kister. That is Colin Zanker, and we will talk to you next time. New episode coming out Thursday with Colin Kamaje. Yep. Oh boy, I can't wait. What the. Uh, I can't even imagine what that's going to be about. We will talk to you guys next time. This is the Producer Podcast on The Fan.